Hello, listeners and viewers. This is the first episode of Mobops podcast, and I'm going to tell you what it's going to be about. My name is Anton, and I'm PR marketing manager of Mobops. So why we started a podcast if there is like a tone already? Well, that's a good question. Right now we work in the era of social distancing. We don't see our partners a lot. We don't see them in person, but we still communicate with them. We still have a lot of interesting topics to discuss and we want to share it with you. We want to share our insights and we want to know your opinions about these insights. So we have a really interesting lineup of guests in the next episode. This is, this is probably a spoiler, but today we're going to warm up a little. We're going to tell what this podcast is going to be about, and we're going to introduce you a couple of in-house guests. So right now I want to introduce you the CEO of uh, Mobops. Uh, hello. Hi guys. Hello, Yaron. Hey, How are you doing? Good. Thank you. How are you doing? Thank you, really good right now. And our second guest is VP of Sales and Development, Michael Goder. Hi, Michael, how are you doing? Quite well, thank you for asking. Yes, thank you for being on a podcast. And the first question is actually going to be about podcasting. How do you feel being like on a podcast and have, have you ever been on a podcast? And do you listen to podcasts? Like, how do you feel about how podcast boom right? Yaron? So. Yeah, so I will start. Thank you, Anton. Uh, so actually, for me, it's the first time. I've been in several conferences as a speaker and uh, uh, being part of panels, but uh, podcast is the first time. And I guess we need to adjust to the new reality. And um, for many of us, conferences are missing. Uh, we are missing the content. We are missing to shake hands. I guess these things won't happen in the long term. But I think today, People are hungry for content. People are hungry for meetings. People are hungry to um, to do more business development in a very focused way, as it can be in in, in conferences. And uh, I think on the mint and on the short and the mid term, more content will be uploaded into podcasts uh, relevant to our industry, to the ad tech and to the marketing industry. Currently, my feeling is that the content is very um, very general and very wide, not uh, specialized in our uh, mobile performance uh, industry. But I see more and more companies from our field are creating these podcasts and webinars and so on. So I believe you know people are hungry for these conferences and for con and for content. So I believe on the long term, if the pandemic will continue in 2021. It's still hard to, to expect. So I believe more and more podcasts will rise and more video content will rise because uh, con content is generated and people have ideas, people have a new vision on the industry, people need to share it between themselves. So definitely it's something that's going to involve, but depends on what's going to happen in 2021. Totally agree, Yaron. This is like... Uh, this is probably the biggest trend right now. Like uh, I listen to podcasts for like three, four hours a day while I drive, while I ride a bicycle, while I work. Uh, I probably, I get all the uh, work information about marketers, about whole brand uh, from podcasts right now. There are a lot of interesting things going on. What about you, Michael? How, what's your opinion on podcasting and podcasts? Well, yeah, there is a trend of uh, more podcasting in the last couple of months due to the COVID. 
my guess is that it hasn't really changed the habits of people. It's only it's only changing the habits of people staying at home. Uh, but because there's so many people staying at home and so many people who haven't been working at home till now, so it looks like you know there's more activity. Uh, in, in my opinion, I mean, podcasting is a very nice uh, feature of the digital world. We, uh, you know, we listen to podcasts every now and then. Um, myself, usually, I only have time to do this like on a weekend when you know when I'm not doing business development. But I guess it's something that uh, anyone can do with their free time. One of the one of the best features of podcasting is that you could do something else at the same time and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I work. Sometimes you need to do some work with your hands and I listen to a podcast just on the way. So uh, your opinion is that it's rather on the outside right now than it has been on the inside back in like before the pandemic, right? I mean, the whole industry is rather getting outside and now we see that more like we see more podcasting, but you don't think it's getting bigger from since pandemic, right? No, currently I do see that there is a trend of more and more podcasts and webinars and video content being released in our industry. I see many companies from uh, uh, from our vertical that are doing this, similar to what we try to do uh, right now in MobApps. Um, it's very dependent on what's going to happen in 21, because if you know the pandemic will be down and conferences will be back, I believe it's still hard for people to focus on podcasts. And I, I, I do agree that I hear them mainly, as you mentioned, during driving and so on. But um, you're always, many people always struggling to have some time listen focused for hours for really professional content and discussions and so on. And when you have a, a real conference and you're focusing two days, you're just there. You can really go and, and, and uh, listen to this content physically. You are there. For me, it's working better. But I guess, you know, again, we need to adjust ourselves to the, uh, to the new trends and working from home and being from and, and assumption of this content from home. That's something that will happen. Totally agree. All right, let's switch on to something closer to um, what we do, to some use. So I want you to ask you guys one question that we are really worried about right now. All of us marketeers, all of us who work, who work with ads. And this is iOS release we're going to have like this month. But Apple is pushing back the IDFA, uh, killing of IDFA actually. And I want to ask your opinion, like why, why do they do these changes in your opinion? Are, are they scared of, the, of something? Are, are they scared of the, they will not get the revenue right? Or do you think that uh, they will actually lose money? Like why are they doing this? This is very unexpected uh, move by Apple. What's your opinion on this move? Like why do they do that? So I will start, um, I think it was surprising for me that they uh, postponed it for next year. Moving Apple from their decisions, it's not something we yes, see. Exactly. Especially they were announcing it on WWDC, their, you know, their best event when they announced all the top devices, OS, showcase all their uh, new features. So it's really first time that I remember that they're moving from their promise and their guarantees in, in their uh, key uh, conference. I believe the pressure from the industry, they didn't understood, 
I believe they didn't understood the effect that their decision have on the industry. And it's a major industry that they are cutting 30% mar margin on it. Billions of dollars every month that they're cutting uh, into their pockets. And I believe the pressure from developers, from the industry, from the technology providers, the pressure uh, on Apple worked and they understood. The pressure was uh, realistic and they understood that there is, first of all, not enough time announcing on this end of June and implementing the solution in September. It sounds like three months, but actually it's a very uh, a short time for developers to change their apps, to change their integration, for all the market to adjust. It's like a huge ship. So first of all, not enough time. Secondly, not clear enough rules. And the, uh, the general decision was clear, but the rules and the content that they released was not enough and just raised many, many more questions that were not answered. And uh, not enough testing solutions that they provide for developers. After developer done all this uh, adjustment, even for those that were ready, there was not enough uh, testing solution to make sure that they're uh, uh, ready for this change. And in general, it sounds like a big announcement without really uh, uh, the infrastructure at the end to implement it in correct way without hurting the revenue. So you think that they underestimated this move? I mean, how big it was, right? Even they underestimated. Yeah, how it, how, how, how it will affect on the industry. You know, it's like maybe an elephant in, in, in a shop, right? Mm -hmm. Moving. And, yeah, exactly. And they move something. Yeah, maybe they done a small move for them, a small move for this elephant, but they break like half of the shop. So, Michael, what do you think about this IDFA delay? Do you think it's that they really underestimated the move? Well, in my opinion, Apple are people who are trying to stand behind their principles. And one of their core principles is to stand up to a certain um, value to customer. And one of the most important values to customer in this era is privacy, which is basically what they're really trying to stand behind. Um, removing the IDFA is a very big step in that direction and standing behind the principle is something that they have proven to do in the past. For example, when they released one of their latest smartphone devices, um, one of the plugs was removed. I think it was the headphone plug. So yeah, project, yeah. taking such a step forward when there's so many companies that develop headphones uh, that only have a you know, physical plug and no Bluetooth. So this is something that only a few companies are doing. And I think like Apple is one of the pioneers in that direction is that they're trying to really uh, take a step forward and improve their users' privacy uh, as, they, as they vouch for this value. Um, they did underestimate the huge uh, impact of the ad market, obviously. This is one of the reasons why they decided to delay uh, after getting so much pressure from app developers. So this is something I agree on. Uh, but they, they are going to stand behind their principles and IDFA eventually will be removed. And uh, this is primarily because, you know, this is Apple, they're pioneers in their field. And for them, privacy is very important because this is important for their clients. 
Yes, I totally agree. I remember just one case when they canceled their product. They had a charger, if you remember, and they canceled it. They just said it didn't work out. We, we couldn't make it right. So uh, I totally agree with you. They, it's not what they do. So do you think that Google can use this, this situation to, to get more users, to get uh, more companies to work with them? And uh, do you think they can use this situation and use it for their profit? I think on the short term, definitely Google is going to gain the momentum. But as we see, uh, according to history moves, always Apple was, uh, as Michael mentioned, Apple was a pioneer in, in their um, decision, in their uh, actions. And like we saw it on the web. Yeah. Exactly. We saw, it on the, we saw it with the devices. We saw it on the web when Apple several years ago removed the cookie from Safari and Google just going to do it in 2021. We saw it with all the privacy decisions. So we see in the past several years that always Google is like copying the steps of Apple several years later on. So on the long term, I do expect that Google will uh, copy this step as well and will act similar, removing the GID. But on the short term, we do so, um, at least in our uh, company and from what I hear in the industry, that some advertisers are planning to move uh, their budgets towards Android. And I guess, you know, with having difficulties to measure ROI, and you know implementing right solutions on ios developers will have the priority to develop first of all and release their app first of all on android um, so apple is going to gain some additional profits and some additional uh, users from it definitely yeah Yes, I totally agree. Like Apple was always a trendsetter and Google was trying to chase them. So let's see how it works out right now. What do you think, Michael? Uh, yeah, I also think the same way. I think one of the reasons it would be difficult for Google is because Google has so much diversity. You don't have just one smartphone brand. You have mm. like different uh, OS companies, different uh, uh, smartphone brands competing for the same market, right? And every device has its own UI, different uh, apps. For example, Xiaomi device is not the same as a Google Pixel device. It's not the same as a Samsung device. So there's a lot of competition in Android. There's so much diversity on Android that even if Google want to compete and chase after Apple uh, for this value, uh, getting more privacy to their users, it would take a very long time to do so. Uh, so yeah, in the, in the meantime, Google will have more users and uh, game developers especially will probably opt to do uh, most of their work on Android because this is where they can actually keep track of their users and uh, use this data to basically to do more effective ads. But it won't prevent Apple from actually doing what they want. And the ROI on Apple will still be better because we're still talking about a high-end device. So even though you cannot target uh, very effectively on Apple now because of the lack of IDFA, it would still be very profitable. And eventually people would still keep their iOS apps. And uh, after some time, uh, you know, it might get back to the same uh, situation it is right now when you have IDFA, simply because iOS devices have always proven to get a higher return of investment for developers. That's very interesting. Well, this situation, it looks like a soap opera, but we really, we really enjoy watching it and we don't enjoy like adapting to it sometimes. But I guess we'll do our work well as a service company. We will stay up and we will, we will do everything needed. 
So I want to thank you guys. This was just a sneak peek of a podcast we will have in the future. Next episode, we will have a great lineup of guests. And we just wanted to show you that we are here and you should press that follow button right now. And you should subscribe to our updates because next one is going to be a big one. And we will... We will just not stay cold. We will continue doing it. Thank you, Yaron Tomchin. Thank you, Michael Goder. Thank you for being here. And thank you for showing our audience what this product is going to be about, what our podcast is going to be about. I hope you all liked it. And we're going to work on the next one. Just press the follow button. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Anton, for organizing it.